a message of hope and good news for you. The program today is part of a series of programs called Give Me the Bible with Uncle Len. And uh, today we'll be talking about thoughts about the law. Hello again, my radio friends. It's good to be back with you today. I hope you're enjoying the programs. I also hope you have taken to heart what you have learned, that there is hope and good news for you. If you haven't taken the opportunity to read your Bible, may I suggest, as previously, that you read some every day. And of course, a good place to start is the Gospel of John in the New Testament. You know, there's something about the Bible that other books do not have. It is power. Power to change lives. Power to free people from the burden of sin and guilt. Power to connect you to God and power to free you to be happy to be at peace and to know that you have a glorious future. The Bible also reveals that the God of the whole universe is interested in you. No, not just interested, but he loves you. In some of our more recent programs, we learned that Jesus Christ came to this weary old planet to, to, to deal with the sin problem. He gave himself, took the punishment that we deserve for our wrongdoing, to allow us to be forgiven of our sins and to be given eternal life. Please do not overlook this. To be, given, to be forgiven of our sins is one thing, but if that's all there is, I'm doubtful if I would be interested in remaining a Christian. But God has promised eternal life to those who believe in Jesus Christ and remain faithful to him. We also learned that the Bible definition of sin is this. Sin is the transgression of the law. That's found in 1 John 3 verse 4. Some versions of the Bible put it this way. Sin is lawlessness. That word transgression simply means breaking the law. Though there are some who feel restricted by law, 
We all live by law in everything we do. If you trip on something, the law of gravity will make you fall. Actually, it's not the law of gravity that makes you fall, it's gravity. But I hope you know what I mean. If you abuse your body with drugs, poisonous substances or excesses of any kind, you will suffer in one way or another. It's the law of cause and effect. Laws are everywhere. You can't escape them. We are controlled by law. God's law, the Ten Commandments, is summarised in the words of Jesus who said that we need to love God and love our fellow man. The Ten Commandments are sometimes referred to as the law of liberty. If everyone kept those laws, there would be no crime, no fear of being cheated or mistreated, and everyone would be at peace with each other. Liberty for everyone. The laws are there to protect others from what you might do wrong, and are there to protect you from what others may do wrong. These commandments show us how we are to honour God and how to honour our fellow human beings. So what and where are the commandments? We find them in Exodus 20 from verses 3 through to 17. I'll give them from the New International Version of the Bible. At first, God introduces himself, and then he outlines his law, the code of conduct for human beings. When human beings live by this code, there will be harmony with God and harmony with our fellow man. So, commandment number one says, You shall have no other gods before me. Number two, You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of their fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Number three. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Number four says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you are to labour and do all your work, 
but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son, or your daughter, nor your manservant, nor your maidservant, nor your animals, nor the alien within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Commandment number five. Honour your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Number six says, You shall not murder. Number seven, You shall not commit adultery. Number eight, You shall not steal. Number nine, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbour. And finally, number 10 says, You shall not covet your neighbour's house. You shall not covet your neighbour's wife, or his manservant, or his maidservant, his ox, or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbour. We'll go through those again in abbreviated form. Number one, put God first. Number two, do not make or worship idols. Number three, don't misuse God's name. Number four, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Number five, honour your parents. Number six, do not kill. Number seven, do not commit adultery. Number eight, do not steal. Number nine, do not lie. And finally, number ten, do not covet what others have. These laws, if kept, are the foundation of society. Any people group that is prepared to live by these principles will be happy. Ignore these principles and there is disharmony, conflict and tensions. And this is a message of hope and good news for you. We are going to take a short break, short break and we'll be back in a minute.
are back with Uncle Len and Give Me the Bible. Today, thoughts about the law. I've just shared with you what God's law, the law of liberty, says about how we should live. The Apostle Paul, writing to the Christians in Rome on the subject we're dealing with, and recorded in Romans chapter 7 verse 12, said this, So then, the law is holy, and the commandment is holy and just and good. Why is it then that many people, most of them Christians, who say that the commandments, referring to these ten commandments, say they no longer apply. To attempt to prove their point, they quote from the book of Colossians chapter 2 and verses 13 and 14 which say, He, God, forgave all our sins, having cancelled the written code that was against us, he took it away, nailing it to the cross. Now is there some sort of contradiction by the Apostle Paul, the writer of both Romans and Colossians? You'd be justified in thinking, can the Bible really be trusted if there are contradictions like these? How can the Apostle Paul say that God's law is good, etc., yet, on another occasion, say it is no longer applicable? Either it is a contradiction, or we have misunderstood something. I believe it is the latter. We'll come to that in a minute. It is impossible. I'll say that again. It is impossible for the Ten Commandments to have been done away with, as if there is no law, I'll uh, just make that a little bit plainer. If there is no law, there cannot be any sin. It's as simple as that. If there is no sin, then the sacrifice of Jesus Christ was all to no purpose. On the other hand, Jesus' coming, his life, his ministry, his death, and resurrection shows that he upheld the law. This is confirmed by what Jesus said and is recorded in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, and verses 17 to 19. Here's what it says. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I've not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Anyone who breaks the least of these commandments and teaches other to do others to do the same 
will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Now, if the law was abolished at the crucifixion of Christ, something just doesn't add up. As Jesus made a clear statement that the commandments will remain while earth and heaven are in existence. Not only that, but they remain in their entirety, completely intact, without the least little bit being removed or altered. Unfortunately, unfortunately some recent translators of the Bible have missed something quite crucial that the translators of some of the earlier versions of the Bible did not miss. Here's Colossians chapter 2 verse 14 from the King James Version of the Bible, first translated in 1769. It says, Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Where people get confused is in the phrase handwriting of ordinances or the written code. You see, when God spoke the Ten Commandments to the people at Mount Sinai, he not only spoke the law, but wrote it with his finger on tablets of stone. This shows that the law was to be a permanent thing. Those tablets of stone were later placed in a special box called the Ark of the Covenant, which was regarded as a very holy thing. But later, Moses, the leader of the Israelite people, was given by God a set of instructions about diet, quarantine, health, sexual relations, what to do when people sinned, and so on. This was written by Moses on leather or some form of paper and it was placed at the side of the Ark of the Covenant and not inside. These regulations or ordinances were sometimes referred to as the Mosaic Law or the Ceremonial Law. Much of what was written there was about sacrificing animals, for example, a lamb, to, for, to gain forgiveness for sins. When Jesus died on the cross, those regulations were no longer needed, as Jesus' death on the cross cancelled out the need for those sacrifices. His was the ultimate sacrifice. This is explained more fully in Hebrews 
chapter 7 and verse 27. Here speaking about Jesus as our high priest, it says this, Unlike other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. So, there's no contradiction after all. What was nailed to the cross was not the holy law of God, the Ten Commandments, but was the ordinances and regulations regarding the sacrifices of innocent animals to atone for people's sins. That was part of the ceremonial law. The ceremonial law involving priests, temple services and sacrifices is very interesting and we may talk about it sometime in the future. In summary, the Ten Commandments are an expression of what God is like. They point out what is needed to demonstrate love to God and love to to mankind. They outline respect for our God and our fellow man, and if observed, provide a workshop manual for a safe and peaceful society. They are God-given and they are permanent. They were not abolished in any shape or form at any time. We are to keep the Ten Commandments. I suggest to you that those people, and of course many of them claim to be Christians, who say that God's law has been abolished, they don't want to obey it, or at least part of it. Furthermore, if they are not prepared to keep the commandments, one must question if they really love the Lord or not. Because Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. But then the objection is raised, Ah, but Jesus' commandments are different. Sorry, but that is not true. Just read Matthew chapter 5 from verse 20 to the end of the chapter. Jesus, in this famous sermon known as the Sermon on the Mount, specifically picks out particular sections of the Ten Commandments and amplifies them. Same commandments, but with a richer meaning. The point is, if there is no law, then there is no sin. If there is no sin, then there's no need of a saviour. If there's no need of a saviour, then what did Jesus what well, then what Jesus did to save us from our sins would have been totally pointless and Christianity a meaningless ritual. But Jesus came to save us from our sins 
because we have broken God's law. That's the very point about salvation. Next week, we will examine more closely the principles of the Ten Commandments and see how the law is indeed the law of liberty. We will see that the law cannot save us, but it shows us that we have done wrong and need a saviour to make things right. I hope you can join me again next week. Until then, may God bless you mightily. for being with us today and we are um, uh, so happy to have you with us every time and today was uh, an excellent program also uh, talking about uh, the law and thank you to Uncle Len and uh, this uh, message for today we'll invite you to tune in for our next program Nick Reta We'll say goodbye for now. <laughs>